This week on Out Now with Aaron we are talking Morbius. I am Marcus. <laughs> Just kidding. Aaron Newworth at your service. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Howdy, 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 howdy. You found your hat? Uh, Out Now is a film podcast aiming to discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies. We are most supportive for your review. The occasional commentary track is up with other fun movie topic. This is episode 491. 491. Pretty close to 500. We're getting there. Yeah. And we should, we should really make some plans for that. And uh, this week, uh, we are talking Morbius, the living vampire himself. Morbius. Uh, that's, 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 that's a movie we're going to discuss later on in this show. But uh, joining us to discuss Morbius this week, we have lurking around L.A. wearing sneakers with fancy suits. It's Jordan Grout. I have no idea how I got here, Aaron, but I'm pretty sure it has to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us, writer for publications, including the San Francisco Chronicle and IGN and co-host of the movie film podcast, just back from handling from handing out two Oscar fan awards to Zack Snyder. It's Zachy Hassan. I'm just dodging the hashtags. <laughs> How are you both doing today? Doing well, thank you. Doing great. I'm excited to talk about this masterpiece. Yeah, well, well, we'll get there. Uh, but glad to have you guys both back on. Good to have you on as always. And uh, let's get to some let's get to some show notes here before we get underway with the rest of things. First up, um, our I mean, we just talked about this a little bit, but our Oscar show, uh, we did our results show as we normally do. Oh, our prediction show, but the results show, because it's more relevant at this point. We talked all about the Oscars last week. Uh, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of thoughts, a lot of emotion. Um, that's out now. Um, also out our uh, last commentary track was for Batman and Robin. We finally put that one together. But now it is a new month. It is April. And that means we'll have a new commentary track on the way. So be uh be uh, looking out for that. We uh, gotta make some plans on what that's gonna be and when that's gonna happen, but uh, should be out soon. And uh, yeah, I think that's that. Besides, uh, of course, iTunes reviews. If you wanna help out our show, pop us up in the old iTunes iTunes charts. Uh, feel free to log on iTunes, search for our show out now with Aaron and Dave. Give us a star rating interview. That'd be great. Thank you so much in advance. All right, let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get to it. Let's get to some out now quickies. <laughs> Trademark. You said that very, very matter of fact. I want to keep you on your toes. Each and every one we trademark. Still fun. Jordan, let's start with you. What other movies have you seen recently? I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is the complete antithesis of Morbius. It's fantastic. It it might just be a new top ten movie for me. Uh, in the top 10. Uh, it's so brilliant uh, and it's so just well acted and emotional uh, and the action's fantastic. It's everything that that a movie should be. Um, and then I watched Battleship. Uh, <laughs> That's a movie that you quite, might have been quite on a this pairing. Show. You might have been on this show to talk about Battleship nine years ago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember being uh, pretty mean about it. Um, and it's not as bad. As I remember, it's fine. Um, it's fun enough, and, and that's it. Just those two movies. 
it, it's got Liam Neeson talking about chicken burritos at one point, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after Morbius, it all seems beautiful. Every movie out there is great. It, it has um, future Academy Award nominee Jesse Plemons. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That was a great cast. It, it does have a pretty stacked cast. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, Zachy, how about you? What have you seen recently? Uh, I just watched uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 yesterday. Ooh, how'd that go? Oh, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the first one. I think this is pretty much on the same wavelength. They seem to know what they're doing. I took my my kids. They absolutely loved it. So, I mean, obviously, they're the main audience. And uh, um, they're they're definitely on board for it. So I, I, w- I would recommend it. If anybody, if you liked the first one, uh, I would I would recommend this one. Nice. I, I hear if you stack this movie on top of the original movie, you get a double version where you, you get to play as Knuckles or Sonic. <laughs> that's a that's a Sega Genesis joke. That's what I was going for. It is. Abe, <laughs> um, right. uh, what have you seen? Uh, I I watched LA Confidential. Um, Heard it's of it. Streaming on Hulu. Still fantastic. So highly recommend uh, people go watch that because it is quite the movie. So you watched all 150 minutes of LA Confidential in one sitting? I did. If you're going to ask me if I finished uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, I haven't yet. I was going to ask if you finished Peggy Sue Got Married. Both stream me on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> Within the week, <laughs> you, you, uh, you watched all, all of Morbius and all of LA Confidential. Like, sometimes, <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes you just turn on the movie and... Uh, for background noise and then you just really get engaged in it other times you're like oh i've got to go do something else and you got to stop it you know life happens so you didn't go and do kathleen turner overdrive no no not yet not yet soon it's gonna be kathleen turner appreciation week coming up soon yeah that's (laughs) every april it sneaks up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i've seen a few things uh that i'll mention uh some will be shorter than others because first off i'll go if the contractor this is a Chris Pine action movie that exists. Um, and that's really all I have to say about it. Like there's, there's nothing here that you have not seen before. It's a reteam up of uh, Ben Foster. Yeah. Another one of those. <laughs> um, th- this is the least of those, I suppose. Um, and y- it'll be a great trivia question. Eventually when you're asked what 2022 film stars, <laughs> Chris Pine as a, uh, a former military guy. Um, and he has another movie coming out this week. Chris Pine. <laughs> Just uh, knocking about on VOD, apparently. Um, but yeah, I also saw Richard Linklater's Apollo 10 and a half. Uh, we just talked about the trailer for this film not too long ago. It's on Netflix now. Um, it is really nice. It's a really like delightful little uh, Linklater film. It's somewhat lightweight uh, compared to some of his other more, I don't know, significant works. Um, and even the like very premise that the trailer sets up as far as this kid that goes into space, like that's like the bookends of the movie. Most of it's just what if Richard Linklater recounted a semi-autobiographical version of his life in 60s Houston uh, with Jack Black narrating just all the things that he and his siblings, although he has more siblings in this movie than in real life, uh, got up to. And it's just like a really nice watch. The animation style is he uses the rotoscoping again. And it's fun like it does it's it does its job but it's just nice to like see this depiction of this time from this point of view so it's a, it's a very laid back watch for sure um let's see the other film i saw uh nitram 
Um, this is an Australian film from director Jed, Jed Kurtzel, uh, who did uh, Macbeth, the um, Michael Fassbender Macbeth, as well as Assassin's Creed, the Michael Fassbender Assassin's Creed, uh, not to be confused with others. And uh, this film stars a one of our favorites, Caleb Randy Jones. Um, <laughs> Does he look kind of uh, moist or wet on the screen? Well, given who he plays, it's certainly one of his greasiest characters. Yeah. This is the film that goes over the very large Australian like shooting tragedy that occurred that led to Australia saying, okay, let's have massive gun reform mm-hmm. and change everything completely. This goes over the person that was the shooter, goes over his life to a degree, um, the actual events, not so much wisely. Uh, and I understand in Australia, this is like a controversial film to make, but it approaches it similar to something like United 93, where it's less about like the event itself and more about like, circumstances and it's just it's like a big care it's like a character drama that doesn't try to justify anything or make you necessarily have a clear understanding but just gives you this kind of like here's a series of events that occurred leading up to this thing and it's quite good uh kayla randy jones is very good in it um you have um essie davis from the babadook in it um and uh judy Judy, both Davis, Judy, Judy Davis as well. It's uh, it's well acted. It does its job. Um, so yeah, it's certainly a tough watch as far as where it's going and the kind of atmosphere it presents. But you know, it's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there we go. That's enough quickies. Trademark. Okay, let's move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk. Where we talk about some of the newest movie trailers of the week when they're coming out, when we have, well, we thought of them and what have you. And this week we're talking men. This is the upcoming Alex Garland film starring Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear as multiple people. Um, The story seems to surround a young woman who goes on holiday and has to deal with a number of uncomfortable situations. That's about as vague as I can put it in the trailer wants to make it be. But let's, uh, uh, Jordan, are are you an Alex Garland fan? Are you looking forward to men? Oh, yeah. He's two for two so far. And uh, I have no idea what's going on in the trailer, nor do I really want to know. Uh, it's just one of those movies where I'm going to try and read as little as I can. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I, there's really not much <laughs> I, I, I can say about it since it's so such a vague trailer. Uh, love uh, the two actors in it. Love Alex Garland. Uh, and no doubt it's going to get uh, great reviews. Zachy, how about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll just echo what Jordan said. I mean, the he, he's earned, you know, my my interest no matter what he does. And I, I like that the trailer is extremely vague. And, uh, you know, the, the cast to me is just kind of, that's like the frosting on top. I'm, I'm, I'm in because of Alex Garland. Dave, how about you? I've never saw, I never saw Devs, by the way. Like, I, I, he's been on a roll of his movies as well as his show, if I'm on shows. Uh, I haven't seen devs either, but I definitely I you saw devs. I could, could have sworn you told me devs. Yeah. yeah. No, I have not seen devs. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it in six months time and I'll get back to you. Um, but I, I agree with everybody here. The trailer is super interesting. Alex Garland. What a guy. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Great title for a film. So let's go. Yeah, I mean, there's only, there's only so much that there weren't too many like new trailers this week, but I thought this would be you know something to talk about. But uh, I mean, it 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 is fairly vague uh, to begin with. But um, I'm all for seeing creepy Roy Kinnear going around. Like he's a reliable character actor, but like his, even like the poster of him 
it's just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> What's, what is this going to get up to? Um, but yeah, Alex Garland, uh, he's been delivering so far. So I, uh, I, I'm very curious what he has here uh, to offer. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, devs arrives. Um, devs? Sorry. Men arrives. I'm looking at it on the screen now. I was like, what is that? was that show? <laughs> Men arrives uh, right, in the, right in the heat of, uh, of summer, <laughs> May 20th. Uh, I expect it to. To, to really go put top, give Top Gun a run for its money when it comes out in theaters, uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll look forward to seeing the movie. All right, I know we've just been biding time to get to this. Let's let's talk about. <laughs> let's get into Morbius. Michael, I've known you since you were a child. Please. You're the gift. You always have. If there's an answer to your disease, you'll find it. I should have died years ago. Why am I still here if not to fix this? I have a rare blood disease and I'm running out of time. This could be my last chance. You're up to something, what is it? That's not exactly legal. I want to see you get hurt more than you already have. This would be a cure. At what cost? All right, that should have been some of the trailer for Morbius. Sony has been wanting to create a Spider-Man cinematic universe since the days of Andrew Garfield, the guy many are just now saying they like as Spider-Man, while some of us were always cool. Uh, Venom was the first success in this attempt at using the villains for solo vehicles. Now we have Morbius, perhaps not the most expected solo venture, but regardless, the living vampire has been turned into an anti-hero story of sorts with real-life vampire Jared Leto coming on to star and produce. For this film, his Dr. Michael Morbius is a genius suffering from a rare blood disease. His solution, take the genes of a vampire bat and splice them with his own to create a cure. Obviously, this goes the best it can, and Morbius goes off to live a normal life, and he starts up a WeWork. Now, that's a different universe. In this story, he becomes a vampire who needs blood to live. How will he cope with this new development? Well, his surrogate brother, Lucian, certainly has a few ideas. Zachy, how familiar are you with like the Morbius comics, and where are you with this movie? I'm I'm fairly familiar with the comics. I used to read. He had an ongoing series in the early '90s, uh, which was my first introduction to the character. And then I went back and I I read his appearances in in Spider-Man, in his his initial appearance. So I mean, Marvel really sold him hard about 30 years ago. Um, so I I know him from that. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. Like I, you know, it's like yeah, it's fine. I mean, there's potential there. There's always potential, right? So I think that's that's what really irked me about this movie is that there was there was enough of the heart of an interesting premise and character that the way they just kind of whiffed it like it, that's what irked me the most is they didn't even try <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like they were just they were in such a hurry to get to the post credit scene that they didn't even put the post credit scene after the credits yeah <laughs> um that that's that's what what bothered me i mean it it it's 
whatever, however long it is. I mean, uh, you know, we just watched the Batman a few weeks ago. And for, for me, I mean, that's three hours and I would have gladly watched another 20 minutes. I was so involved in that world. And here it's like, they didn't have enough faith in their own premise to really let it, uh, let it marinate and, 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 you know, pull us into the world. They just, they're, they're just worried about their universe. And that, that, that bugs me. Mm-hmm. Jordan, how about you? Where are you with, with Morbius and, and his film and him as a, as a, you know, a person. I'm not too familiar <laughs> with the character. I, I read the comics when I was little, um, but that was, you know, 20 some years ago. Uh, so walking in this movie, no connection, no real knowledge of, of the character. And it's uh, the, the adventures with Spider-Man, but man, you guys aren't going to believe this. But this movie sucks. What? Uh, this movie is just the it's the worst. It, it it's like if, if you watch this movie, not knowing Spider-Man, not knowing any of the characters, you would think this was written by like a fucking insane person with, with like a grudge. Like it's it's absolutely nuts. It has almost no plot, like scenes just begin and they end with no meaning or order it's like they just put it in the the editing blender and just uh sent over whatever came out uh like for example there's a scene when he first becomes the vampire and he fights all these people on the boat who just attack for no reason because the plot's got to move forward they all have guns it, yeah so <laughs> like, they, goes, like like one walks into the doctor's room with a smg on it it's like why does he have a gun like exactly <laughs> and he kills him and then the next scene he's like i gotta figure out how these powers work it's like well, you already know how they work you just did everything you're going to need to do for the rest of the movie um the the actors have no connection it's like they were filmed on a green screen and just spliced together. Um, and speaking of characters, it, it's kind of oddly small scale. Like there aren't a whole lot of other characters in the movie, like background characters. It kind of seems like a, a pandemic movie in a way. Um, Despite the way being so- filmed well before the pandemic. Exactly. Um, the action is terrible. It's just a bunch of purple and pink smoke being thrown at you until you eventually realize they crashed into something or they're underground um and the director what's his name daniel espinoza i mean he's a good enough director i like life safe house not so much but um i mean he sure doesn't deserve the uh the task of trying to justify sony's insane decisions in the past few months with the post-credit scene um and so everything everywhere all at once it's like almost an hour longer than this movie this movie seems 20 hours longer. It is so long. It keeps going and going. It is merciless until you just no longer believe that God exists. Like the movie won't end. Um, and I'm, there's that talk about Andrew Garfield coming back for Spider-Man 3. I hope at this point, I hope they don't because Sony has no idea what the hell they're doing. And they clearly refuse to ask for help from someone who knows what they're doing. It's just Avi Arad uh, sitting back, smoking his cigars, cackling. The true leader of the Sinister Six. <laughs> um, and I, I would go as far to say, this is the worst comic book movie ever. Name a comic book movie you hate. I'll, I'll 
justify why that's slightly better than this. Uh, this is just garbage. We'll, we'll get back to that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Abe, I want to hear your thoughts on, on Morbius, a movie that you've seen the trailer for at least 17 times. At least, yeah. Uh, you know, 16 of those times in theaters when I've seen releases past, uh, in the past two years. Once on your own, because why not? Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to refresh from time to time. That's one for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> a big studio thing. You know, I'll, I'll do your big budget movie if you guys budget my uh, my small indie movie. Um, Morbius is, is uh, it's kind of a weird thing because it's not very particularly interesting or super engaging. But I also kind of really didn't find it super awful. Um, like, it's a, it's a sad thing. I'm, I'm basically on the same page as Zachy um, and probably to some degree also with, uh, with Jordan as well. But it, it's just very, it needs to get where it's going super quickly. And so they don't establish anything. You don't really get a really sense of even like what they, what they do day in and day out. Um, and they're always just like on the go, go, go. And it's a bummer because I didn't think that the visual effects were particularly terrible. Like I thought that was kind of cool, even though I agree with Jordan that yes, at times you're kind of just seeing flashes of purple and pink uh, uh, swirly dust on the screen. Um, but hey, it, it looked a little bit better than the Venom uh, movies. And I thought that the the actors were, were doing what they could with the script, I guess. But the script is just very poor and also just, like we were talking about this pre-recording, it feels as though there are just tons of takes that were uh, edited in or out of the movie. And I think there might've been something interesting here. It's just, I don't know. I guess that there was a rush to push everything out. So on the whole, like it's not a movie that I would recommend people to rush out to go see, but I kind of feel bad. I'm just like, it's not super awful. It's just that it's not very interesting. And I feel as though, um, they were either they're fighting with like one hand behind their back kind of thing, uh, or um, maybe they just never really had anything to go with anyway. And they're just like, let's just try and build something out of nothing. And, and that doesn't really succeed either. You know, after seeing everything everywhere all at once, and then RRR mm-hmm. like back to back in theaters, it, it only makes sense to get like something so awesome to go like drag back down as far as the average goes, which is, what I felt watching both this and a movie I forgot to mention in quickies, Judd Apatow's The Bubble, which is god-awful yeah. as well. Uh, thank you. Uh, but this movie, <laughs> like, Abe, I get what you're saying as far as, like, it's too mediocre to be that, like, passionate about. And, like, sure, at the same time, it's like, we're in 2022 where, like, we're inundated with superhero movies left and right. And by and large, they're at least competent. <laughs> or this sure, is like yeah. just not not a competently made movie like there's gaping holes in the story there is all kinds of evidence of reshoots that don't seem to have helped in any way it's in a huge rush like zaki mentioned as far as like it just kind of like just kind of pushes through all kinds of stuff yeah at the same time as jordan mentioned none of it's exciting at all so it's mm-hmm. just kind of like okay we're in a race to get through a very boring story and then you like you think about something like Venom where I'm not big on the Venom films, but at least they have, you know, that special quality, which is Tom Hardy being crazy. I don't know what Morbius is supposed to offer to audiences as far as like, well, at least this thing works and I really like this and I want to see more of this. And that seems to be reflected in the C plus cinema score it got this weekend. It's like, what's the fun part of this that you can make up for? I guess you could argue it's Matt Smith. Who's having a good time doing whatever the hell it is he's doing. (laughs) Um, but I, I can't say that that like intrigued me any more than watching Jared Leto 
just not be very entertaining as the lead character of his own movie. Right. Uh, even Tyrese, who I always find entertaining, is like just bored in this movie, which is a real shame when you have various people throughout this thing. And just to get to your point, Jordan, about like being no people in this film, there's only two cops in New York, apparently. Like that's how it works right now. It's these, it's these two guys. They explore the shores. They're in Midtown. I assume they're working up in, up in Queens as well. Like they're all over the place. These guys, they are the detectives of all of New York. Um, I said there's, there's one reporter too. I assume for the Daily Bugle just writes the entire thing and it's always about Morbius. Um, this, I, there, it just saying mediocre it's like uh, there's nothing here there's yeah. no like the action's not exciting there's nothing clever about this direction this character honestly doesn't i want to like talk more about morbius and like what his thing is because by the end of this movie i kept wondering did he solve his problem like it just kind of ends like and then it gets to yeah these ridiculous post-credit sequences where it's like I feel like children should be able to understand this and not because it's so like out of sync with everything we've seen, which is a weird result of a movie that was pushed past when Spider-Man, like this movie was supposed to come out before Spider-Man and Venom 2. And now it's after. Spider-Man and Venom 2. Yeah, it was supposed to come out before both of those. Okay. And so now you have post-credit scenes that are seemingly altered to reflect the fact that it comes out after them, but still don't seem to make any sense to me. (laughs) So I, I, I... like again like zachy you said sony doesn't seem to know like what they're going for here it just seems like they're in a rush to set up something else that they probably also don't know what they have and i it concerns me as far as ideally i'd want to like these movies it also concerns me as guy that should be able to comprehend this easily and then can't like it, it just it's a it's a it's a barrel of bad here. There's just a yeah. lot of like not good things. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm definitely not trying to. I don't think you're defending this. It, but, yeah. I mean, but... I, I'm basically just saying like I I don't know what it is like the the background workings. I'm not really sure what the background workings are, but I agree. I definitely agree with everybody here that it, it's not a movie that again I, I think well, is very they had confident. two years to get this right. Like, come on, they had more than enough time. It's like inexcusable. I sure. mean, there was another version of this movie based on all the trailers that have 50% of footage we did not see in this movie. So, I mean, clearly, clearly there's some version of this that was either worse or or, yeah. or something else that wasn't quite jiving with what they were going for. I don't know. Yeah. Um, to, to go off a question that you had, I also had this one question. I, I kind of want to ask this to Jordan and Zaki, who followed the comics. Is, is Morbius an anti-hero or is he just a villain? Zachary, uh, he, you take this one. He, yeah, no, he's a, he's an anti-hero. I mean, he okay. started out as a Spider-Man villain, yeah. but uh, basically in in the seventies he turned into he he was like because Marvel had like some black and white magazines. This was like right when the Comics Code slackened restrictions on the type of content they could have in comics. So there was this influx of uh, you know uh, vampire and werewolf and sort of classical monster characters. So so Morbius was brought in as that. And then uh, right around then, they, they had a, a black and white magazine called uh, uh, Vampires Unbound or something like that. And Morbius was like the lead feature there. And he was, at the time, he was like a complicated bad guy or a bad good guy, you know. And then by mm-hmm. the early 90s, he was straight on. Um, he, was, he was like an anti-hero. He was kind of, he was in the same box as, as Ghost Rider and Blade and, and those Got characters. It. Yeah. Okay. My... 
my impression of it because I I only knew Morbius from the '90s Fox animated Spider-Man series, mm-hmm. and he I mean he he seemed like a guy that was against Spider-Man on circumstance, but not because he hated Spider-Man. It was just more like, oh, this seems like the bad person. I need to go after him. Uh, but also, the, but also, the other impression I have of Morbius is he was always really annoying. To me. <laughs> like, I never, I never liked Morbius episodes because he just came along and was like, "Oh, I have to get the plasma for my hands." That's right. He's got an <laughs> accent in the uh, in the show. Yes, he's like I researched all these years, and now I have to get plasma. They couldn't say blood back in then, so they had to say plasma, uh, and he couldn't bite people. He had suckers on his hands, which seems worse. It's <laughs> way more terrifying. That's that seems like. <laughs> I don't know, like some Cronenberg level stuff right there, where like he's putting hands <laughs> on your face and sucking your plasma. It's like, ugh, get out, get out of here, scanners. Uh, so like, watching this movie, it's like, okay, so now he's just like a straight up vampire. It's pretty tame, cool. yeah. and it is. But that's exactly my point. It's a very tame movie. Now mm-hmm. I get that it's PG thirteen and it's in the Spider Man universe. Like it, it wants to attract a certain kind of audience. It's like you made a movie about a vampire. I mean, the last time you got vampire based superhero movies. They're like some of the coolest fucking movies you could get. So it's like if you're gonna make a vampire superhero yeah. movie, you, you need to do more than just show me. Like remember blo- that, remember that club smoke. scene with like uh, all the blood coming up from the sprinklers? Yeah, and Blade. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, those are those are two good movies, and there definitely wasn't a third. But this movie, <laughs> it's just Jordan. You're imagining like these, yeah, swirly clouds. It's, it's like it's it's, it's uh, it because like especially this like third act climax where. I guess it's merciful, mercifully short compared to other superhero movies, but at the same time, it's like the camera has a pro- like mm-hmm. the camera has a problem keeping up with clouds, and I, I can't understand like the choice here to like make where you walking watching this and being like, yeah, that's a good action sequence. It just uh, uh. I it leads to a couple like slow mo shots of both of like him and the other one fighting each other, which is similar to like Venom, where it's like okay, if you want these cool splash page shots, I get that. That's a fun like. Here's a still image of these two in action that you can frame it. It looks just like a comic book. Movie. Yeah, Tom Hardy versus Academy Award winner Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, or <laughs> um, or a three time Academy Award nominee Woody Harrelson. But um, but those slow mo shots have been those, in the those, trailers for two years, so it's like boring by now seeing them all. I mean, so like yeah, some of the key ones, but there's still some with like him and Matt Smith. Where it's it, regardless, what I'm saying is it, yeah, it's cool to have those moments, but there's mm-hmm. also a hundred minutes around those moments that aren't good. So it's like sure. I don't there's there's only so much i can get building a film around stuff that doesn't work very well yeah and it feels as though they were or felt as though they were trying to make some things work and make you feel emotionally invested but again i think we're all on the same page that it really sidesteps all these to really just get to these two post-credit sequences which zaki you hilariously brought up that's like yeah i noticed that they weren't really not even mid-credit they were just like there and then like two minutes two probably like 20 seconds later there again <laughs> and the, I mean, the, the, the second one was clearly meant to go at the very very end and they were like ah, screw it <laughs> nobody's saying <laughs> no, yeah. no one's gonna want to tolerate these credits goodwill by, by <laughs> letting up. them leave early <laughs> i have a question um early on when they're kids uh, in the 90s uh you have young michael morbius and then young matt smith um he's introduced by jared harris um who does not age uh in this movie he's introduced which seems like a discarded subplot if anything um <laughs> but he's introduced as lucian and he gets it he gets in the room and jared harris is like here's your new you know bedmate lucian and morbius immediately calls him milo mm-hmm. and he's like no my name is lucian he's like no the last guy was milo the guy before that was milo 
there's original Milo. I don't remember who he was, but he was also Milo. Then he calls him Milo throughout the rest of the movie, which, okay, he has a name and they're friends, but it's weird that he goes by like this nickname he just kind of gave him. But also, mm-hmm. why does Jared Harris call him Milo? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? I, I have more for you, Aaron. Guess what he's credited as in IMDb? Milo. Yes. <laughs> like Milo Morbius, I'm not mistaken, too. Like, isn't it like... Is it Milo Morbius? <laughs> So far, on Wikipedia, it is uh, so far. That will probably change. I, I, but, uh, had, uh, I had a similar question, too, because it's supposed to be endearing. And yet, you know, the, way, the way that you set it up, it's very dismissive. Like it, It's not endearing at all when he's first said I, I agree. to him. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, like, because uh, I don't have time for friends. You're all you Milo's. Not, yeah, you were not being facetious when you're like, no, your name is Milo. And the previous guy was named Milo. And I don't it, That's exactly what is in the movie. So I, I don't know why either, because it. It's supposed to conjure up feelings of like, oh, well, you know, I've, I've known this bro guy since I was a kid. And uh, when they use it later in the movie, it's just like it doesn't really work. Um, but yeah, I, great question. It, so, it just seems as though it's something that they're just like, fuck it. <laughs> His name is Milo. Zachy, is this is Matt Smith's character? Is he based on someone as well, specifically? N- not specifically. I mean, the, there's there's a character with a name vaguely lucian ish in in the morbius backstory but i don't really see any connection between the two yeah. uh the the name thing was 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 weird to me because yeah it it sort of it reminded me of of like a uh there, there was this louis ck routine and i know that <laughs> unfortunately it's louis ck but we'll have to censor he, this he, part of the podcast <laughs> he, he talks about how like when when the settlers landed in america and they met the natives like, hey, you guys are Indians. Like, no, 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 we're not. We're totally different guys. Ah, you're Indians. You know, and it just like forever. That's what people call them. <laughs> that's what it struck me as like, well, he's being kind of mean to you. Like yeah. he, the way he's saying it. And I took it as maybe it's because because uh, Lucian like admires Morbius so much that he he wants to 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 be uh, whatever he wants him to be. You know, like it's it's this unbalanced relationship and of course the movie doesn't do anything like delve into what the but but i mean to me at the end when when he's like you know you gave me your name my name how can you kill me like it sorry spoiler does does that matter at this point i don't know if it does does, the villain is defeated at the end of morbius got it (laughs) (laughs) but but it's it's meant to mean something right and of course they 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 just kind of, you know, my, my, my co-host Brian on my show, I love how he put it. He said it was like, it was like listening to a podcast on one and a half speed. That's what the movie is. Oh yeah. And I really, I, because, because to me, I mean, a, a good comparison for me is like the first Iron Man, which people forget, but my Iron Man was a C list character before Robert Downey people, you know, now it's like, of course not, but the, he definitely was then. And when you look at the the arc of that story, it's very, very similar to this, where you have this flawed, complicated genius, and uh, he he undergoes this experience that changes his life. He's ultimately betrayed by the person who he was close to, like family, who becomes his opposite number. Right. So I mean, it's doing a, it's playing those same beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you is- know, but. Mm-hmm. The, but my point is that by, by the time by the time you get to the end uh, post credit where Sam Jackson shows up, you're like, oh man, give me more of this, right? These yeah. guys are like, let's just skip right to the Sam Jackson part, so to speak. Yeah, it it has no sense of patience for getting us to care about this guy, and that leads me want to talk about the the actors in this movie. 
uh, where are you guys with Jared Alito as Morbius? I, I will just start by saying I, it, it's not that like I'm inherently against Jared Leto. I think he's a cer- uh, certainly a capable actor. He's given good performances. It just feels like as of late, between the overhyped things that he probably doesn't do too much of as far as his behavior, as along, but like the performances themselves that come after the fact, it's like, it just seems like a lot, which is, but here, <laughs> the weird thing for a big splashy comic book movie, it's like, this is the time you decided not to turn it on and just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of like be around and say the lines. And he's a producer on this thing, but I like the, the amount of energy that he put into, you know, playing Joker or playing Luigi in house of Gucci. Like that seems to not be here anymore. I know his name's not Luigi. Um, <laughs> and instead you just have this kind of bland, template character as far as yeah conflicted here i feel so bad because i took that as fact i was like yeah i guess his name is luigi it's, pa- it's paolo but yeah. you know i didn't want to say mario because that's too easy yeah the note that i wrote down for jared was like oh if you like jared leto brooding and doing nothing you're gonna love this movie um and it's weird because this past week i read a tweet uh which basically said like jared leto is who you guys thought nicholas cage was and my life has never been the same uh since um and it's it's yeah it's hilarious that like I would love to see like weird Jared Leto come out and maybe he was like well you know the character is like what Zach was saying he's like he's a flawed and complex guy man and I want to play him as such but yeah it's just not really coming across uh, but as far as like light reading goes good job Jared Leto okay I mean it's an all time low for all the actors involved. So uh, Jordan Grout mixed. Um, (laughs) 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 Zachy, does this reflect the version of Morbius for you as far as what Jared Leto is doing? You know, I think I think he didn't he didn't bring anything to it that was unique. You know, going back to Iron Man, like it's impossible to imagine anybody but Downey playing that role. And I'm not saying I was expecting something in in that vein. But when you even when you look at Tom Hardy and Venom, which I'm, you know, I, I certainly didn't like the second one at all. But I'm like, man, Tom Hardy is like coming to play. He's sure he's yeah. he's doing some. And I think the most damning thing about this is you could have plugged in one of eight different other leading men. Mm-hmm. And, and it would have been the same movie like he didn't yeah. he didn't do anything. And I, I have no strong feelings uh, for again, uh, <laughs> um, Jared Leto. I'm I'm. I'm I'm Switzerland when it comes to him, but he he didn't do much of anything here for I, me. I think a test of this is like generally when you have some of these characters and they can eventually be in like team up movies, you know, obviously like the Avengers, you get you know a version of them that's this kind of like heightened version because you're not going to get a whole film that's just about them, so it's mm-hmm. inherently more fun. So you get yeah. like Doctor Strange or Ant Man, and it's like it's fun to have those guys as side characters because they just get to play up a certain kind of personality. Would Morbius be fun to have as like a side character? Because I don't, that's what I don't see. Like Tom Hardy, if he popped up as like a side villain in a Spider Man movie, you'd be like, oh, fun. Tom Hardy's it. even without that, he's still fun because he's doing his own thing. But like there's yeah. something there. Mm-hmm. Is, if Morbius popped up in a Spider Man movie as a side villain, would you be like, oh, no, here's this guy. And he has super chem, like super, super uh, charisma. It's like, I don't see it at all. <laughs> it feels like he just would be like a downer and nagging all the time. Like, don't touch that. Like, I'm trying to, like, you know, work on my blood samples. Like, all right, I guess, you know, calm down, Radio Shack. 
Hashtag Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about um? Here's the thing, like Matt Smith. Again, hamming I, it up. I, he's hamming it up. I wouldn't necessarily say I really enjoyed him either, but like at least he's doing something. Like yeah. if he popped up in another movie, be like, okay, yeah, there's that guy with that big head making a vampire face. Like, but what would big head? It's it seems comedically large in this movie, and he's like, like six three. <laughs> I have I have nothing against Matt Smith. I didn't watch Doctor Who. I've only like the best I've seen him for me was in Last Night in Zoho last year. It's like this guy's pretty cool, like in, yeah. as a terrible person. But like he's you didn't like him in uh, Terminator Genesis for the I, two minutes. I, I lo- I, well, I'll say this: I lo- I loved his EW posters, but after that, it went all downhill. <laughs> 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 But, uh, where, where are you guys with, with Matt Smith's performance in this movie? Hey, man, he's hamming it up. I actually had a question for you guys, too, which is like, is Matt Smith right in this movie? Is um, he right that he should eat people to live? No, that, that you should be like, hey, man, we've been, you know, disabled for like 30 years of our lives. How about we just have a little bit of fun? Just well, here's a little bit of fun. Here's the problem. Jared Leto's like, I have a cure. I can't give it to you. Matt Smith's like, why? He's like, reasons. Like, yeah. just t- tell them the reasons. Don't be like, I'd hide. You the wouldn't facts. believe the things that I've seen. Is what <laughs> well, he I'd like, like to know what? what they are. Could you say anything to explain that? I have to go now. What? Yeah. Like- <laughs> I, I also like how you mentioned his fashion sense in the movie. Like, you know, sure. Like, very modern debonair suit with like, with, like Reebok comp- sneakers. sneakers yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. You know, and they only show him in one club scene and he doesn't even get to do much there. I, I let me like, to back up before we like, before something bad happens. I will say I recognize that he is playing a disabled person, and as one that has to walk around in the way that he does, I can recognize that wearing sneakers like that probably something that's familiar to people that have similar affliction. I was just talking about like, the fashion choice, but I mean, but I but I I, I get why sure. that might be a thing, but for the way the I movie thought it presents cool. it. The way the movie presents it, it's just like, okay, well, you get because you get this whole like costume scene where he's like dressing yeah. himself up, which it's kind of fun, like him like getting ready and pulling his hair back and dancing yeah. around because he doesn't get to do that all the time. But yeah, then you keep going with this, and it's like, what is this guy? Like, what what is this thing? It, it does wear thin, and like whatever Ray said, it it doesn't really go anywhere. And so I'm not really well. Matt Smith, it seems as though he understood the assignment, um, <laughs> and was given like the green light to be like, hey man, you're 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 the villain, but you're also kind of like, you know play this as tom hanks is playing uh big and it's like okay cool yeah i get it yeah body transformation okay let's go um so it just doesn't really amount to anything and he gets a uh like kaiser soze moment <laughs> yeah he really does <laughs> i i wrote that into my note too i was like are they gonna kaiser soze me 10 minutes into the movie this is- <laughs> you know here here was the question i had and, yeah. and uh it's it's about the very the opening scene uh, where we see Morbius at the cave, you know, we've seen it in the trailer like 50 million mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And, and I, I don't have an answer. When is that in relation <laughs> to the rest of the story? Because, because we start there, we go 25 yeah. years back and you say, okay, we're going to end up back there, but we never do. Right. It's, and, you know, and, yeah. And, and so you say, okay, well maybe it's before he's on the boat, but there's no direct anything about, I need to mm-hmm. go to this cave. And here's why I asked this question, because, uh, uh, Matt Smith does not do the cave thing, but he ends up as more as, as a Morbius like character. So clearly, that was not essential to any of this. 
Yeah, the, the cave thing was just a because I, I agree with you. I thought the cave thing that was going to be a part of his transformation, but it's really just yeah. I just got to catch some bats. It's he like, could have gone like, to the New York City Zoo is what you're saying, Zachy? Given all the bats in New York, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like somewhere, you know, Bruce Wayne is very jealous that there's like a million bats. But no, he needed these specific vampire bats from school. The other thing actually, um, and, and the, the, uh, the, the love interest is like, uh, oh, where did you get all these bats? And she's not like, why do you have this gigantic freaking thing, this like bat container yeah. in the middle of the hospital? <laughs> He's like, well, that's kind of weird, right? That she turns on <laughs> and she never turns off. So they're always flying. <laughs> Whenever they're flying too, they always walk into the room and instead of Muzak on the soundtrack, it's Hans Zimmer and score for <laughs> James Dean Howard's score for Batman Begins. Like that's the only thing that plays in that room. Yeah. That's the only, like, I, I heard it over and over again. It's like either either it's temp music that didn't change or they're just you, like uh who did the music john Eskstrand just really the, likes that and begins <laughs> the the editing is so like the it's the you know uh brian said this the, the ligament is missing from scene to scene you know like mm-hmm. like we why would you not show him turning down the nobel prize like if you want to see yeah, him, right? like, establish his <laughs> character yeah why would you why would you uh, uh you know talking head past that it's so weird I think it's actually pronounced Nobel uh, oh, right. Prize. Yeah, it's film, not right? Nobel Prize. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, no, this, you're totally this, right. This is a show of accuracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but that would have been a great uh, situation to be like, oh, I see what his cause is. Yes, right? exactly. And like, because it, it's kind of, it's kind of lazy just to be like, no, I turned it down because I believe in trying to find a. I haven't done anything to to. And it's like. That, yeah, it would that, be cool for you to give a speech to the entire international community of scientists and just be like, we must do better. Because then at least you're like, oh, well, Morbius has a lot to say about the international science community. But he but he still went to Sweden anyway. He did. <laughs> and got dressed up. Which presumably that means that you had to sign some form that's saying, yeah, I accept this before he yeah. got there. But he did go there and he's like, yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, so, where does that oh, and, million and, dollars and go? While we're on the subject of weird pacing, why didn't Jared Harris just call nine one one at any point, either before or after calling Morbius? When you get when you get mortally wounded like like Jared Harris did, you only have so many so many <laughs> your, your fallacies are failing you by the second. Yeah. And so the so you can only remember two things: either pressing the keys nine one one or searching for the name Michael Morbius in your phone and then pressing the button. <laughs> he, he stayed alive long enough to wait for Morbius to drag his ass to the, the, the house. Like he made, he was making other calls. <laughs> he was He's getting his affairs in order. He's getting his affairs in order. He was settling his stock accounts. He was making sure to set up his uh, passwords so everybody else could find yeah. out his stuff when they needed it. Well, he thought Morbius would fly him to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Or fly there quickly. Yeah. yeah. But, but more, yeah, Morbius was he took an Uber and it was New York traffic, high traffic. Count. Yeah, it was, it was really tough to get there, you know. Plus, you know, it seems like they're all like on the 50th floor or something. So. And he was stocking up on Blue Blood of Tom Selleck anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Get that Tom Selleck. And the timeline is also confusing at the beginning because Very. when he's going through the experiments and with the fake blood, I thought it was like a day. But there's a line where he says, oh, my, the, the time between needing to feed is shortening. I was like, wait, <laughs> that's something we should see. Like, yeah. Oh, no, let's, like- talk, let's talk about blood. Like, I, I am so confused by how blood works in this movie. So, like, like you're saying, you get, he, he's a guy that's created artificial blood. That's, like, his big Pretty cool claim, idea. Claim. Yeah, that's, that's neat. And so he can initially use the artificial blood to sustain his desire to feed, right? 
that's the that's the whole thing because mm-hmm. of its artificial blood it's not gonna last as long as the the real the real good stuff the red stuff right so like he has to find a solution for that we'll get to the fact that he doesn't find a solution for that but before that <laughs> the the window for how long he's able to exist on the blue blood before reverting that keeps shortening like you just said but when he so like when he's drained of his blood energy he just goes back to being like a crippled person correct uh yeah yeah he basically reverts back to regular michael morbius dr michael morbius how long was he's in jail at one point like how long was he in jail before like a lot a lot of questions yeah i mean you guys talk about the pacing and the editing and at, at certain points i watched this movie at certain points, I was like, I don't know. I don't understand this movie. And, and so, yes, it's the other thing. Also, like, he I, I shows just, his I watch. I don't understand how it works with the blood. Yeah, like, because he's, I agree. Shouldn't he just be like hobbled around at some point where if he doesn't have anything. Yeah. And at, at a certain point, they show the watch. And great that it's a Casio $20 watch that I had as a kid, too. But um, I thought that it was six minutes. And I was like, I don't, that's so short for you to you know get these enhanced powers so when uh when they're at the the um the prison in the jail i was like i should he be going crazy right now and just doesn't really work out that way so it it was was very it it was six it was six hours it's six hours yeah Yeah. exactly and then the blue blood only lasts like four hours which is uh decreasing in time as well but i just found it to be very confusing and to some degree nonsensical so by the end of this movie with the blood, he he doesn't find a solution. Correct? I didn't miss this part, right? No, he doesn't. no, he does no. not. And so, but and, he decides not to kill himself. But we skip right past that part too. Yeah, <laughs> and he just flies away. But it's like, wait, so what's he? Is that just mean he's gonna just kill people? Like, is that the solution that he decides? He's gonna he's gonna pull a stat, or I'm sorry, he's gonna pull Brad Pitt and just eat rats. They, they skip past the part where he becomes a hero. That's how much in a hurry they are to get to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's what I'm wondering. Like, is he yeah. a hero, though? Like, he, he healed, like, the one guy be- for because he was able to, I guess, sneak into his lab, do the proper procedure to become a vampire. Hey, just yeah, like they him. really need to work on their security. <laughs> I, I don't know how Lucian slash Milo was able to do all this. He doesn't seem to be a scientist. Just seems to be a guy that, like, loves sneakers and suits. But I, I, ge- <laughs> I, I guess he knew how to inject himself in just the right way without the help of anybody else to become this thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jared Leto needed like the assistance of a doctor and an entire fucking ship in international waters to do his thing. But Milo just walked into the lab one day. He's like, I got this. Uh, but by the end, <laughs> but by the end, Morbius, he doesn't have a solution. He he's flying somewhere and he's going to do what exactly <laughs> like he's going to just exist as a vampire yeah. just going to go kill people he's it has to be human blood right it can't be rats it has to specifically yeah. be human they, blood. they say the that, it, that the human blood's that gets up but like what zach you mentioned they really skip over the part where he's like uh i made two of these kill pens uh because the other one's for me <laughs> and they're just like no i guess i'll just like make uh, my girlfriend uh, a living vampire too and, which uh, which my wife. W- where did that come from? Because yeah, the movie exactly. established that he's not like a, a, a supernatural vampire. He said he they go out of their way to lampshade. No, no, I'm not like the vampires you hear about. Okay, yeah. so 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 that's new information that he, she's, uh, uh, you know, he's able to bring the the dead back to life or whatever it is. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm getting frustrated just talking about yeah. that. Well, what, a, what, a, what a weird, like, because you have this love interest character uh, played by Adria Ar- 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 
who is uh, 21 years younger than Jared Leto. Um, and I, <laughs> the, the magic, the lack of chemistry, that's one thing, but the purpose of this character is only to speak in plot momentum. Like that's the only thing she ever has to do with this movie. But the, the lead up to like her with Matt Smith and him, like, I guess not killing her, but kind of killing her. It's like, wait, what? It, it happens like within Jared Leto's like bat radar mode where he just kind of sees this thing happen. And then that he like does he drink her blood just to get energy to go after Matt, Matt, Matt Smith? Like, yeah, she she self sacrificed. Yes. Yeah, she's like That's make right. it worth something, buddy. And, and then somewhere along these lines, like you just mentioned, Zachy, she's gonna turn into one of these things, despite it not being a that kind of vampire, let alone having any of the established lab equipment necessary to become said vampire. It yes, it is all very confusing and very frustrating. Yeah. There's I hope the, the, the Morbius wiki better do a bang up job on this one, guys, because I really need some clarity here. There's a there's a pretty fantastic scene where the cops go to the uh, apartment and the one who's not Tyrese, he's looking Al- for a cat. Al- magical. Al- magical. He's looking for a cat, and to call this cat, he just shakes the litter box. That's not and then when the cat, cat doesn't arrive, he's like. Pfft. Guess the cat's gone. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's not how you, you right. summon a cat. Like, yeah. there's, a, very, there's another, there's another scene funny. with these cops who are the best in the business mm-hmm. uh, where they're they're looking for Morbius to question him and they find him, he's leaving in the lobby and they just start asking him questions and Morbius is giving like very coded answers and you can call me Al and Tyrese are standing there um, trying to like, I guess they're pretty sure it was Morbius for whatever reason. And then they hear the alert of somebody else died in the hospital, and they're like, "You got to come with us." I'm like, "Wait, that's that's the proof that you needed to like just arrest this man." And Normius and me is like, "Nope, I'm out of here," and he leaves, and he, he runs up. Yeah, this is fancy jumping. It's, it's I mean, lot, they're, they're it's the like, only like, two cops. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, Zachy, you're exactly like Brian's exactly right. The ligaments are missing to kind of connect these things to make yeah. any kind of sense. They're the only two cops in the city, and they also have CSI technology, so they're able to enhance CC footage uh, at night and be like, "That's not Michael Morbius." So, well, to be fair, they're really good. The footage they the footage they have though, it's like there's this guy outside a club with this huge head. It's like, well, that's clearly not Jared Harris or or, uh, or, uh, Jared Jared Leto. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, we're we're like really nitpicking it, and it this isn't nitpicking. So. This is the movie. The movie I, has not, giant yeah, holes. No, deservedly so. Nitpicking is saying like, where 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 does coat go in the next scene? Like, this is like the movie's logic doesn't make sense often. Like, we're getting into nitpick territory, and well, it deservedly so. Yeah, and it's it's really just um, not a good movie, man. So. <laughs> Like, can we can we end talking about these post credit scenes going over like what happens in them? Because I yeah, I was confused. Uh, so so um, Morbius launches into the air and flies off somewhere. Credits. We get this credit sequence where in a normal movie, it'd be like, look at all these things that reflect the themes of the film. And this one, it's like, what if you're in the club? and There's all these words on screen. Um, so it's like, okay, that's that's a choice, I guess, yeah. as far as the look of this thing. But then cut to the the sky opens just like in No Way Home when the universe is cracking. Okay, that makes sense. We're established in the Spider-Man universe. What happens next? I guess we're in Morbius's version of New York, whichever universe that is, and Michael Keaton appears in a jail cell. Uh-oh, that's I get he's in jail. I guess you can't cause too many problems, but uh, all right, he's in jail. 
the next seat. Well, first, he, what does he say? You got to say the line. Yeah. I that hope got, the food is better. I hope this hope joint. food's better in this joint. <laughs> and that's the credit scene. <laughs> that's the first credit scene. Where, like, this is a guy that just got transported through a different universe and probably lost all of his loved ones and every kind of thing. He's like, I hope the food's better. Uh, so that's the first credit scene. Second credit scene. There's news reports of a, a man that's been mysteriously transported into an empty prison cell. And the finally got underway to release him from the prison cell. So now he's out in the world. Adrian Toomes is out in the world. Cut to Jared Leto, not flying, but driving in some fancy car. Porsche. Um, uh, he's, a, he's in a Porsche. Yeah, uh, electric a, Porsche. Uh, there's an electric Porsche now? Yeah. Look at this. Um, <laughs> he's an electric Porsche. Looking pretty good for a guy that I guess he's just eating a lot of humans uh, because that's the only way he'd look that good. <laughs> uh, but he's racing on his Porsche out into the middle of nowhere how do we know it's the middle of nowhere because the map looks like the map from tron legacy after they break through the barrier it's like oh he's not even in the city anymore he's just somewhere out there i don't know where he is he drives out to some dirty dusty road presumably where they buried his body in that movie with rami malik and Denzel washington and gets down to the middle of the road he stops what happens things flying up to him what's that thing it's the vulture how is he the vulture? How does he have equipment that's made by aliens that don't exist in this universe? Who the fuck cares? Doesn't matter. Vulture lands, stands in front of him, doesn't take off his mask. Does that be silly? Michael Keaton didn't sign on to do more than three days. So he stands, <laughs> he's, he's sitting there with a CG mask on his face, looking at Morbius. Morbius is like, hey, I'm a vampire. Don't tell anybody. And the Vulture's <laughs> like, hey, guys, it's, it's me, Vulture. By the way, something weird is happening. Has, probably has to do with Spider-Man doesn't cut to Morbius to be like, who the fuck is Spider-Man? I don't know who that is, uh, but keeps on Vulture and he's like, maybe we should do something about that together. So like, there's a team-up movie in the works based on this guy who contacts another guy for a character that he doesn't know uh, to deal with something. That's a lot. That's a... Well, <laughs> well he, says, he says, maybe we can team up and do some good. That's the quote. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which makes even less sense than, hey, let's go after Spider-Man. Right. It makes uh, the scene in Spider-Man 3 when Venom and Sandman team up seems so layered and nuanced. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Paul Giamatti to come back for some weird reason. I, this would, be, would get a massive up if, if in that scene he said all that and then don't forget about me guys and charging into the room is Paul Giamatti. Just, yeah, just <laughs> chewing scenery. <laughs> but how did... I I would agree. I had questions for my buddy. I texted him after the movie. I was like, um, "Did what happened to Adrian Toomes again? Like, he's not dead, right? No, he got um, sent to jail, he just, and he's he's yeah. in jail with uh, with Scorpion um, from Better Call Saul. He's in he's in the jail also. Michael Mondo. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, but it was very uh, not not even like um, it was just very. Uh, it's it's pretty lame. I honest, just don't I understand like the notes they took on this where. This is this Morbius exists in Venom's universe as we like established that in the film. Where it's like this is just like that thing in San Francisco. Again, these are the only two cops in New York City, let alone America, because they know about the <laughs> thing in San Francisco. Um, but, but but so Adrian Toomes gets shifted from the MCU, you like the MCU Prime universe, over to Venom Land with Morbius. How does he get the vulture cost? I just don't like where does that come from? Like, what is well, he? The director said, uh, hey, he's resourceful. <laughs> you know, he had a team answer of, online. Yeah, he had a team of people helping him make that suit in the in the uh, Spider-Man movie. So what uh, is that again? They're not in this universe. Like... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know how he's resourceful if he had a team <laughs> based on technology that, that doesn't exist in this universe. <laughs> no, they were never attacked. There was no battle of New York. Yeah. 
it just like I get it's it's this weird rush where we watch these Venom movies and they're whatever, but like when they were first announced, it's like this is a weird way to just make money off Spider-Man without having Spider-Man. But at least those movies like have something going for them to some degree. Where this is this just feels even more nakedly empty as far as what their goals are beyond just make money. Pop a Spider-Man villain in here. Give it some, you know, give it a budget, throw some effects on it, cast some people, you know. Well, this goes to a larger question, which you guys will probably be able to answer. Um, is Sony doing this just to keep the rights to everything and just keep the money in-house? I mean, the rights thing is, regardless at this point, they'll keep making Spider-Man movies. If they want to just keep the rights, they just make Spider-Man movies. That's all they got to do, just make one of those, and those tend to work. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a huge deal for them at this point. This is more of, we want to make that that super super Marvel money because you know look at the MCU and they're doing their thing. We can do that too, but just like the way DC kind of rushed into the room without doing the work uh, before you know getting back on track, this just feels even worse than that. As far as we'll just uh, take these ideas of villains and make their own movies and apply very little logic to them and just hope that the the cast does the job. I guess, but yeah, it's. <laughs> It, it is frustrating, Zachy, and irksome. Like, it's annoying. Like, the the ideas here, which don't seem to be that hard to comprehend as far as how to, like, simply justify a timeline, they can't even get that right. And, and the thing is that the sledding is going to get harder from here because Morbius is, is an anti-hero and there is enough of a framework there where they could have done something. When you say, oh, we got, we got Craven the Hunter... And it's like, in what context does that character have any appeal other than hunting Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to know his his traumatic childhood, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to say the same thing. I was like, hey, Zachy, you don't want to know that, like, he had a hard childhood? When I was a child. When I was a child in West Africa, a giraffe, a zebra, a lion, and a giant lizard attacked my family. They so killed now... his family, man. <laughs> they all And you know what? Together. He learned that violence was not the answer. <laughs> and so he Can't slowly wait learns... for Aaron Taylor Johnson to do it. He slowly learns that violence is the answer. That's his arc. <laughs> I don't like guns. While creeping after uh, Gwen Stacy. Yeah. What is Craven going to be like? I don't know. <laughs> and what's this? You know what would be clever though? If they so say they make they make all these movies, so we get six of these guys, so they can finally make their Sinister Six movie that Avi Arad's been dreaming about for years. If the the way that I can see it being handled is, what if you position Spider Man as being like a real dick? Like he's the worst, and so that's why they're teaming up to destroy him specifically. Like they, Jameson was right. Like they show a perspective of Spider-Man where, from their point of view, he's just a giant jerk. Like he, he ruins all their not like he ruins their evil plans, but like they all have like families or whatever. So he's like, "Oh, he's screwing up the. I can't get to my daughter because fucking Spider-Man's ruining my thing." And so like I have like this weird like you have this empathy for them for like yeah they should get that Spider-Man. He's a real jerk. Like that's that's a version, of, but I just have no idea where this is going. What this is going to be? Apparently, it'll also involve like Madam Web. Like that's going to be the thing. Oh wow! And I assume the Black Cat thing will happen eventually. Like it be it has to with the way they keep talking about it. But eh, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. Any other thoughts on Morbius? Yes, my final thought is uh, Morbius and Milo are in a train station. And Morbius is wearing his correctional outfit, and the cops are just like, "Hey, keep it down over there." 
So, you know, word really just doesn't really travel around in the police intercoms. Uh, let's get to our rating. Okay. When, when should people go and see Morbius? It's currently in theaters now. When should people be going to see Morbius, Jordan? Never. <laughs> Never. Don't waste your time. It's terrible. <laughs> Zachy, when should people see Morbius? Yeah, you know, I, I took my, my 13-year-old with me and we watched it. And afterwards, my other boys were like, oh, when are we going to go? And I went on YouTube and I punched up the, the post credits. I was like, there you go. That's what you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, yeah, just a little bit higher than Jordan, where it's like, this is like a TV movie where you can watch it with commercials and you're not really going to miss anything. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Even then, I, watching it, I don't know. Like, I don't. I just don't. I don't see the like like again. I understand the venom arguments. I don't know what there is here to praise and be like. Yeah, that's not bad. Like, who are we kidding? Like, does Sony need your help? Like, there's nothing to praise. <laughs> you should you should be scolding them so they make better movies. It, it's possible. That's that's been our talk of Morbius, a movie. Um, you know, uh, C plus B minus. Uh, so let's uh, move on now. Let's uh, let's get to uh, Abe. What uh, what time is it here? Quick time for games, buddy. Little known fact: a magical actually asked Aaron to play that live, but Aaron uh, doesn't live in the Bay. You know what? Al magical doesn't embarrass himself. He does the job in the movie. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he, knows, he knows what he's there for. <laughs> I've got a game for you guys this week. It's called Yes, I'm a Doctor. Well, not really, but I've played one in a movie. Uh, this is a game. No no raising hands. I'm going to go to each one of you. Each one of you get a chance to start. But I'm going to name an actor, and I'd like you to tell me the role that they played in a movie where they are a doctor. For example, if I were to say Benedict Cumberbatch, the answer would be Dr. Stephen Strange. Oh. Or if I were to say Carl Urban, the answer is Bones McCoy. Don't give away all your doctors. Yeah. So don't worry. I'm going to go to each one of you. Uh, randomly starting. Zachy, you are starting first. Okay. Jillian Anderson. Dr. Dana Scully. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. X-Men, fight the future. Uh, yeah, Jordan. I'm sorry. X-Files. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you're going next. Anthony uh, Hopkins. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. I need it in the form of a doctor. Doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's accurate. You could have gone with some other ones too, but yes, yeah. That, that, that's what it. other ones did you have in mind? Uh, he plays a doctor in The Elephant Man. I forget his name. And then he also plays a doctor, apparently, in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Abraham Dr. Van Helsing. Helsing. Dr. Yes. Van Helsing. That's right. Uh, Aaron. Transformers too. <laughs> that's, wait, is he a doctor of Transformers? Yeah. I wow. assume so. He seems like a guy that's a doctor. Could have been that, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'd also like to keep in mind that these are PhDs or MDs. Uh, Only, yeah. No nurses <laughs> allowed in this game. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Abe hates nurses. No, that's not true. <laughs> Hashtag uh, nurses should do more work. <laughs> Aaron. Robin Williams. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Patch Adams. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Could also gone with uh, Sean McGuire, Doctor Sean uh, McGuire, sure. Yeah, and, and the, I forget the his Awakenings. Name Awakenings. Yeah, yeah, Awakenings. Yeah. Uh, Zachy, back to you. Vigo Mortensen. Oh boy. Uh. Uh. 
I'm going to say Dr. Aragorn. <laughs> Remember when he goes to <laughs> That's right. I mean, he, he is passionate up Frodo on the go. Right? That's why he didn't want to be a king, because like, I have all these patients to save. I can't do this in Gondor. <laughs> Jordan, we go idea. to you. Uh, Viggo Mortensen. Um, oh, the, 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 um, oh, shit. the one where he's, um, Carlito's way, you know, uh, <laughs> don't the, get too many hands duck because Aaron could also get the well, well, what? Jordan, what the David Cronenberg movie where he's uh Freud, right? With uh, yeah, Freud, Dr. Freud is correct, yes. Uh, it's a dangerous method, dangerous method. that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, you got to go first in this one, uh, Jordan, Ooh. Gene Wilder. <laughs> Willy Wonka. <laughs> Dr. I mean, Wonka? He's not actually a doctor. <laughs> Maybe honorary somewhere. <laughs> um, I is don't know. Your, is that your uh, final answer? Uh, I got it. Aaron, yes, you guys go for me. Oh, sorry. I thought you were. I thought it was open season. Dr. Frankenstein, of course. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Frankenstein. Frederick Frankenstein. Uh, Aaron, you got to go next. Uh, first in this next one. Richard Dreyfus. Well, he's a Mr. Holland's Opus, so that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what else do we got on old, old, old Dick Dreyfus's plate? Let's see here. Um, <laughs> what, what is he a doctor in? I know, I know, I know he's a doctor. I've seen, I can see him in the scrubs. Yeah. What is, is he even a doctor in? Um, oh, oh, oh. What's his name and what's about Bob? What about Bob? Dr. Uh, Leo Marvin. Dr. Leo Marvin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Teamwork there, but Aaron, you get the point. <laughs> Zach, you gave me a first in this next one he, here. Wait, is he a doctor in Krippendorf's tribe? He's got to be a doctor in that he, movie. He's too. a doctor in a couple of things. I, I, I think know. he is. Yeah, he's a doctor in a lot true. of things. Yeah, but, but I wrote down Leo, Dr. Leo Marvin, and what yeah. about Bob? Got yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Zachy, Will Smith. Uh, well, obviously, it's Dr. Stephen Hiller. No, um, uh... <laughs> killing those aliens. You can't, you, you can't be an astronaut and be a doctor. You got to choose one. Damn it. <laughs> um, wait, hold on. Will Smith. Oh my God. Um, I don't know. The Seven Pounds movie. Uh, is he a doctor in that? I don't know. No, he's like an angry Don't think so. Yeah, he's just, oh, okay. yeah, he's an angry guy. This, I'm, this is going to, I'm going to be pissed off when I hear it. Yeah, yeah I, I know what it is. Yeah, Jordan, we go to you. Uh, doctor Concussion. Oh, <laughs> does geez. he have a name? I don't know. I didn't see that movie. It's Doctor Tell the Truth. Yeah. <laughs> doctor Truth. Aaron, we go to you. Well, it's that, but it's also I am legend. He's a yes. doctor. Yes, I also wrote that down too. Oh, see, oh, Doc, Doctor Last, a... Doctor Lastman. Do you have a name? For... <laughs> Doctor yeah, Lastman. Name. Hold on, hold on. Let me try to think of it because it's like it's in the trailers. Like my name is Doctor Something Something. I'm the last man on Earth, or whatever. Um, I mean, you could have gone with the concussion well, one too. <laughs> yeah, but that's a real guy. Obviously, people don't remember that. Um, what's what's his name? Doctor Beanie. Have... It's like Aladdin. Richard something, isn't it? You've got yeah. It's Richard... two seconds to answer this. Well, it's not because that's Richard Matheson is the name, or or I'm oh, at right. the point. Uh, Doctor Irobot. <laughs> <laughs> you have a final answer. Uh, is it Stephen again in I Am Legend? Stephen Hiller? No, <laughs> no. But like, not, I didn't say Hiller. I like I thought they might have been Steve again or something. What is it? Uh, nobody gets a point. Then it's Robert Neville. That's it. Uh, Robert. Yeah. yeah, there it is. And of course, the concussion is Doctor Bennett Omalu. So I get that point. Well, we, got, um, we got the movies. <laughs> you guys did, yeah, but I'm asking for the doctor. Um, 
who started last time? That was Zachy's question. Zachy started. So Jordan, yeah, you're you starting. Point. The, that, 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 that's not right, Abe. Sorry, Game Master rules. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a meaner game. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, you're going first in this one. Bruce Willis. Oh. The show. Um, oh, shit. I don't know his character's name. Aaron? Bruce Willis as a doctor. He's a doctor and death becomes her. Um, I like your thinking. Is he a doctor in anything else? Probably. Uh, is he a doctor in North? <laughs> um, what is, what is What are his doctor names? You're going to have to give me an answer. Uh, I don't know. Dr. Death. <laughs> Zachy, do you have a, a doctor name? Do- Dr. Malcolm Crowe. Yeah. Oh fuck Doc- me! Yes, <laughs> yes, of course. Exactly. That's the other one too. I so, keep thinking of people with like OR uniforms. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a doctor in the sixth sense, but also Doctor Ernest Menville. In Death becomes, Death becomes her. her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Zachy, you get that point. Uh, Aaron, we go to you. Harrison Ford. Oh, Doctor Richard Kimball, of course. Yeah, I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. There's uh, one our man. Sure, Harrison Ford. Shave your beard. <laughs> <laughs> Zachy, we come back around to you. Michael J. Fox. Oh, uh, Doc Hollywood. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> that should count. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. Dr. Dr. Gene Hollywood. I don't know. I just assumed his name was Hollywood in the movie. That's I what I thought, I too. <laughs> I don't know the name of the character. Jordan. Uh, Jordan? Um, I, I have no idea. Dr. Lightning McQueen, because it's the same movie. He's not Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, we go to you. Uh, Doc Brown Jr., of course. No, <laughs> it's Dr. <laughs> ben Stone, Benjamin Stone. That's Doc Hollywood. But yes, okay. exactly. That's what I was thinking of as well. So these get easier as they go along. They do, yeah. Especially <laughs> this next one here. Um, Stuart here I, yeah. uh, Dr. Stewart. Jordan, you got to go first in this next one here. Doc, uh, Reese Ifans. Oh, uh, Dr. Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> that should count. <laughs> What's his name? Um, uh, it's alliterative. Of course. Uh, oh, Dr. Connors. Yes, Dr. Kurt Connors. Yes. And, and the last one here, uh, Aaron, this one goes to you. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Dr. Oh. Ian Malcolm, of course. There you go. Doc- he's probably a doctor and he's probably Dr. David and um independence day he's probably got a degree yeah i also wrote down his doctor name in the fly doctor yeah, seth, seth Brown, Brown, Brown. Oh, yeah there you go yeah uh so with that the game of yes i'm a doctor well not really i played one in a movie uh aaron you win uh five uh points to you so good well, job well thank you for that game abe and thank you once again for establishing that women can't be doctors um so julian <laughs> <laughs> anderson is the first question <laughs> <laughs> you got away from that real quick. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> What's uh, what was uh, Michael J. Fox's name again? Ben Stone. Doctor Ben Stone. Okay, that's we. That will be. I guarantee that'll be necessary at some point in our lives. We'll be like, oh, Doc Hollywood. What's his name? Oh yeah, Ben, ben Stone. Stone. It's gonna be a Jeopardy question next week. Let's uh, watch it come up. <laughs> well, of what Chris Pine movie? Uh, okay, Extraction. Let's uh, wrong Chris. Yeah. 
God, that title, the contract. Try in a million years, <laughs> you'd be like the contractor. What the hell is that? <laughs> Would have been a great movie of like you know a father that just trying to make ends meet by uh, doing contractor work from houses. Actually, it would be pretty funny. It's yeah. called The Contractor. Would have been a drama. <laughs> Big animated letters. Stars Michael Pena. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question we have here is um, for the first question. Off. Well, we're getting to our enough feedback. Yeah, there you go. Feedback, feedback, feedback. There we go. Over there, questions answered on the Facebook page. Facebook, the comments on the podcast. We have a number of questions to lose the listeners. They give us some answers. And uh, yeah, let's get this thing going. First question here What is your favorite Jared Leto performance? Maxwell Haddad writes, I think he's at his best in Reckon for a Dream. But he's actually giving a vulnerable performance and not just doing a ridiculous caricature. He's also fairly good in Panic Room and American Psycho. Chris writes, um, something about him gives me the heebie-jeebies. He's been in some awesome films, but they are not great because of him. Probably his best performance is Requiem. Uh, Zachy Jordan, feel free to jump in with anything. Do you have any favorite Jared Leto performances? I'm not going to lie. It, Paolo Gucci is pretty top-notch. like Just over the top, but he it, it's, it's uh, warranted. I mean, for me, it's a panic room because yeah. of the because of the cornrows. He's yeah. also really good in it too. <laughs> he is very he's very good at playing exactly what that character is supposed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was good on uh, My So Called Life. Way back, yeah. It's weird. I can't think of anything else <laughs> like, like specifically. Alexander, like Fight Club, like, Fight Club, yeah. Pretty Boy. Yeah. No official yeah. answer. I mean, Panic Room would be my go-to, I guess, but I, but um, I, I just I haven't seen Requiem for it. Like I, I know he's good in it, so I just haven't seen him in the longest time. Be like, yeah, that was great. Not, not uh, really one that you watch every Saturday. <laughs> no, I only watch Chandler's List on Saturdays. Oh no. Um. Okay. Lord, you know, Lord of War. Lord of War. He's having fun. He's, okay. he's, he's doing a supporting role next to Nick Cage. Oh, yeah, never, never, a, uh, never, a, always a daunting challenge. But he's doing his job. Is he the uh, brother in that movie? He's the brother, okay. and he gets like super. He gets super high all the time. It was the <laughs> classic Leto. Yeah. Um, the next question is: What's your what's the scariest cinematic vampire? Chris Cleveland writes: Ooh, the vampires in Thirteen Days of Night and Eli, small but deadly. Uh, Dennis writes: Ditto on Eli. Uh, Brandon Peters from the show has not Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> so, any scary cinematic vampires for you guys? <clears throat> Salem's Lot is pretty creepy. Uh, you know, the, the original um, uh, Nosferatu is still terrifying. You know, Count Orlock. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's just the, the whole vibe of that look. Like, I, I love Nosferatu a lot. Yeah. Well, it was its 100th anniversary recently. I watched it again. It's like, oh, yeah, this movie does the job. <laughs> Gives you the creeps. And of course, Gary Oldman. And, and the awesome. bleeps. <laughs> yeah, Gary Oldman. Uh, all the vampires in uh, what we do in the shadows. There you go. They're terrifying, especially they uh, are. Yeah, especially, especially, especially when they're fighting the werewolves. Especially Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Um, well, they're like scary. I know there's like scary ones. Or just some like scary vampires. <laughs> I thought the the are they called the Reapers in Blade Two? I thought yeah, they were pretty scary. Yeah, those are those pretty. Those ones that like can't die by regular bullets or something. Well, because their 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 heart is in is encased in a bone, so you have yeah. to like get them under the armpit. Uh, but also they have those mouths that open up. 
there so you they, go. They, the mouth thing. Yeah. It's like their mouth yeah. opens and like a tremor comes out of it and like grabs your mouth. And yeah. it's, it's horrible. It's very that's how they open up part two, right? Like the vampires are trying to work on something that's like, oh, by the way, it's a higher, it's a different yeah, it's vampire. Even, it's even worse. It's even yeah. worse vampire. The, the, those are made extra scary because that movie spawned Harry Knowles' review of Blade 2, which uh-huh. is just oh goddamn my horrifying. God. The worst yeah. vampire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because it's Guillermo del Toro, it's like, not only are we going to show you this vampire, we're going to have a whole like autopsy scene to really show you right. this vampire. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to really show you. <laughs> okay. Next question we have here. What is the, who is the least threatening cinematic vampire? Uh, Chris writes Leslie Nielsen as Dracula in Dracula Dead and Loving It. And then he adds, oops, nearly forgot. Twilight vampires truly shit and sparkly. Hmm. Dude, I, I'm not going to say that they're they're super threatening, but does anyone remember the Twilight? Has anyone seen the Twilight movies? Like I have not seen one, the movies. The first one, they like rip vampires limb from limb in those movies. The in the last one, they're like fucking battling and ripping heads off and stuff. Like they're doing their job in those Twilight movies. Uh, my answer is um, uh, Tom Hiddleston in uh, in the Jim Jarmusch movie. Least threatening. Yeah, you know he's just he just he doesn't want to live anymore. He doesn't understand it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else's list. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the unpopular answer. answer. Maybe I'm gonna say Bela Lugosi is Dracula. Overrated, in my opinion. Bela Lugosi. Uh, okay. Um, Jonathan Libnicki uh, as the uh, littlest vampire. Oh, there Lipnicki. you go. <laughs> More threatening than Bela Lugosi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think vampire heads weigh more than twelve pounds? <laughs> it's probably pretty dense. Yeah, I think so. Jordan, what, what were you going to say? There's the uh, very obese vampire in the first Blade. Pearl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember when you can casually have something like that in a Blade movie and no one's like, let me write 17 articles about why this is problematic or why this is a secret Easter egg or something. It's like, <sighs> yeah, that's just a thing that exists in Blade. Like, there's there's more explanation for, like, random humans that tag along with vampires than whatever the hell Pearl is in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the next question is, uh, what are some great movies about doctors who go too far? Luke Thompson from the show has Reanimator. Dr. Uh, Yeah. Chris Lynn has Dr. Victor von Frankenstein uh, in Frankenstein's Army. I think it's specifically Frankenstein's Army. Like the other Frankensteins, they don't go far enough. They're not, yeah. They're not not great. They had had something left in the tank. The Victor Frankenstein for Frankenstein's Army, though. Ooh, watch out for him. (laughs) He's taking things to an extreme. Great movie, Doctors. You guys had a whole list of them, and you guys seemingly loved Will Smith as the I Am Legend guy. Yeah, Dr. I Robot. Yeah, Dr. I Robot. (laughs) Uh, Doctors who go too far. Let's see. uh, I mean, Willem Dafoe seems to go too far. Um, in the lighthouse, yeah, yeah, this is Doctor. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Doctor Pred Alien goes way too far. Doctor Pred Alien, oh my god! Hashtag we love Jim Deets. Doctor Pred Alien, he really he, goes way too far. I mean, he's very lenient on the prescriptions, that's for sure. But at the same time, it's like people getting out of that room. Yeah, I know, just likely. like unnecessary surgery from his own mandibles. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Crane, uh, Scarecrow, he seems to... Oh, <laughs> for whatever reason, I was thinking of, of Crane, the brain from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also goes too far. Yeah, it really does. Uh, yeah, those are some good answers. Does I have not seen this since we watched it. Does the second Turtles movie with Crane... It's a, Crane's in that movie, right? I didn't yeah, know. He's, he's, he, uh, I thought he just showed up as like an end credit sequence thing. No, no, he's in it. He's, he's in it. He's, he's like he's the main... Throughout. Because they like freeze Shredder or something, right? They like and Crane become comes into play. 
Krang. But doesn't he have? Does he have the body like in the cartoon show? Is that a part of it too? He he has a version of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I gotta watch that movie again. I, I, it's that not was, bad. It's I fun. If you I, like the cartoon just, show, I mean, it's a it's a it's a love letter to that old show. I recall like, Anna and I had a fun time watching that second movie for sure. I gotta watch that yeah. again at some point. We won't get any of the New York Knicks jokes in the beginning, but you know it's fine. I, I love soccer teams. <laughs> uh, so the next question we have here: Who is your favorite comic book movie antihero? Uh, Chris writes, Judge Dredd for me. Would love to see a good Spawn movie as he's awesome in comics. Well, according to Todd McFarlane, any day now it's going to start filming. Oh. Uh, Jeff agrees with Chris uh, about Judge Dredd. Who are your favorite comic book movies anti-heroes? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, it's not a movie, but but Ber- Bernthal is the Punisher. Oh, yeah. Good work there. So specifically that version of the Punisher? That, that version, yeah. Although I liked... Uh, um, uh, uh, Ray Stevenson, I liked him too. Yeah. I didn't mind Tom Jane. I just wish the movie was better. Like, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't even hate the movie. I just find it really silly. It's forgettable for an R-rated movie. <laughs> the, the plot machinations it uses to make that work is really silly. <laughs> um, and comic book antiheroes. Uh, comic book antiheroes. Like specifically in that have been made into movies. I mean, if you want to just rattle off other things, go for it. Bro. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. <laughs> 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 uh, well, Jordan, if you have something, feel free to shout out randomly as well. Um, and the last question here, what's a trope that you never want to see again in a superhero movie? What do you want to see more of? Chris has tragic backstories, yawn. Um, and I understand it, but it's very difficult. Uh, but I understand that it's difficult not to have one. Uh, Are there any yeah. heroes that don't have tragic backstories? Hmm. Who had an amazing childhood that turned out to be a superhero? Well, uh, uh, the, the Flash did originally <laughs> before uh, Jeff Johns went and changed his backstory. So, so much uh, that nobody really recognizes the fact that the Flash doesn't have a tragic backstory tradition. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. You yeah. did a pretty good job with that. Thor seemed to have a good backstory. Like he's like, he was, yeah, he's like a spoiled brat. Like everything that bad's happened to him happened later. Like it's, it's or or the, before his time. Like his sister was like, you know, put off world already. The Fantastic Four don't have a tragic backstory. Yeah, there is the fun loving group that happened to get I should space those guys adventures. Doctors, yeah, that's a doctor in there. It's probably like three but of them, right? Doc, at least one. Yeah. Here, here's a trope I don't want to ever see again. It's the it's the reveal of the the big flaming logo of the hero. <laughs> Speaking of they, the Punisher, yeah, Dirk Punisher Jiggler style, Daredevil. They did it. I think in Dark yeah. Knight they did it, or Dark Knight Rises. Um, he's I mean, got to tell Knight, Gotham that he's back in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, he's, he's like, it. guys, I know, I know the city's being torn apart, and I'm trying to protect <laughs> it, but I took like seven hours, yeah, to, to paint put gasoline in a building. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. This, this building's owned by uh, Carbon Carbide Falcone's uh, cronies. I can't prove it just yet, but give me some time, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I'm gonna go fight Bane as it snows. Um, Another trope: uh, damsel in distress, which Morbius does. She didn't even just have a distress. She's just like dead already by the time he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's okay. He I, I brought her back. Thinking of Morbius and Venom and many others, I'm tired of superhero movies where the villain is just a the same version as the character, yep. just like slightly bigger and meaner. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Done. Yep. <laughs> I I'm I'm sort of like sort of there with you, Aaron. But the other thing is, um, I don't like when they're like, 
the villain is like, remember me? I passed you a letter when we were seven and you didn't reply yes, no, maybe. And so I'm the bad guy now. Uh, so <laughs> although it really worked well for Buddy, which was probably the only time that it was used correctly. I think we've gotten past big blue beans in the sky, but every time I say that, I feel like another one comes along. Big blue, <laughs> big blue, what? Big blue beans in the sky as I the sky beams. Sky beams. Oh, oh beams. Okay, yeah, I said beams. beans, like B A N. Bees. What was the last movie to do that? <laughs> uh, well, Ghostbusters. I think pretty easily did it. Um, oh yeah, that's right. But um, blue stream. There, there blue. might be something beam adjacent in Sonic. Okay. <laughs> I'd expect nothing less, I mean, I used to get a bunch of uh, Dr. Eggman's stuff going through there. Uh, let's see. What do you want more of? More tropes. Hmm. Well, more like <laughs> more sky beams. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Other uh, villains for, for for comic book characters that have lots of villains to choose from. <laughs> Like yeah. Superman, no, for example. I think, I think we need more Batman Joker even. movies. <laughs> or just like cool fight scenes. Um, like Everything Everywhere has amazing fight scenes. Like why it can't does. we fight scenes like that in these comic book movies? I mean, Jordan, Matt Smith and Jared Leto worked out for months to be indiscernible <laughs> dust clouds in the middle of slow motion sequences. Jeez. You think Matt Smith worked out for this movie? <laughs> Probably not. No, he did because <laughs> he's like a he's like a he's like a pencil. He's already like a you, big dog we don't guy. get the shirtless scenes. So I'm going to say no because whenever they like they have to have the shirtless scene. You, you get you get one when he's dressing up with Matt Smith. He's all like oh. he's, doing, he's doing push-ups. He's doing push-ups. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Hilariously doing push-ups and like dancing in the mirror. Uh, more tropes that I want to see more of. Um, I definitely I love a good montage. So give me a training montage. You want more training montages? I mean, like, you know, 80s style, though. It's got to be, like, you know, set to, like, weird rock and roll music uh, and them becoming a team together. Well, when Fantastic Four eventually comes out again, like, I'm sure we'll get a, <laughs> yeah. we'll get a, we'll get a montage there. Where's the four going to be this time around? Where? Yeah. What do you mean, where? Because it was fantastic. Fan oh, where's the, where's literally the number oh, where four is going the to four? in the title? <laughs> <laughs> where's it going to be in the title this time around? Uh, the A. So, Fortastic. No, four. Yeah. For, <laughs> <for> F-Fortastic. <laughs> there you go. What a specific question that was. I was like, what? Where's the it four? It worthwhile. <laughs> Speaking of villains, they could, I mean, I can't. It's hard to say the Fantastic Four is like they haven't done Doctor Doom right yet, so it's hard to be like, let's do other villains when it's like, well, there's still this one. What a waste of Toby Kebbell. Remember when he blew up brains in that movie? They're like, isn't this movie supposed to be funny? And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah, worry about the end when they say it's clobbering time. That is a big blue beam in the sky, by the way. The poster, I think, is the blue beam. I think it's just think like the blue beam. It, I think I think it says fantastic. It says blue beam in Fantastic Four, also starring Miles Teller. You're gonna hate the new Tron poster <laughs> with starring Jared Leto. Is he really in the next Tron? He's the one that's involved. He's the one that's single-handedly he's... making Tron three a thing. Wow. <laughs> Every day he goes to the office. Like, give me he's, some Tron he's three able to, Yeah, he's basically been working on the uh, the Leto, uh, or yeah, the Leto uh, universe, and yeah, he's, he's trying gonna to become a god in that one. For he's real. gonna make sure that Killian Murphy, who inexplicably has a small cameo in Trade Legacy, he's gonna make sure he's still involved. Hmm. Um, so yeah. Is that feedback? Is that enough of that? Feedback, feedback, feedback. That was <laughs> it. Right. Well, if that's it, that's going to do it uh, for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. 
Uh, you can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I also write for League of Entertainment, for movie reviews, Wise and Blue, for Criterion and Blu-ray reviews. Do some variety of stuff occasionally. I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Abe? Find me on Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag exsanguination. I had to look it up. Thank you. <laughs> Jordan Gray, anything you want to plug? No. <laughs> you can find all the other episodes about now with their name on iTunes, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud automatic nature should be LOD. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Right on our Facebook wall, Facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or tweet us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And of course, follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash outnow underscore podcast as well. Uh, thank you once again, Zachy and Jordan, for joining us today. Thank you, Zachy. Thank you, Jordan. Ooh. Glad to have you guys as here as always. Glad to have talked about Morbius and released some real feelings about that movie into the world. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. Next week, we have, I think, a doubleheader between Ambulance and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, can't wait to do all that. But until next time, so long. And goodbye. When you're unwanted, streets are uneven. When you're down, when you're strained, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange. No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange When you're strange People are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly When you're alone Women seem wicked When you're unwanted Streets are uneven When you're down